Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and today I am thrilled to host a mom and friend I have so much admiration for, Oklahoma's Mother of the Year, recently named the National Mother of the Year, Dr. Matra Staley-Jones. Welcome. Thank you so much, Erin. I am delighted to be here with you today, and um, it is such an honor. Um, to get to share a little bit with um, the guests and the audience and those who will be listening. I want to thank you um, and give you a shout out for just a such a special um, introduction, but just all of the work that you do um, along with your team at Metro Family Magazine. Um, it is such um, an in incredible, remarkable resource. Uh, it's not only me, but I, I hear, you know, um, people talking about the publication and just all that it is and all that it has been. So um, kudos to you and the team for such a job well done and the coverage that you provide, the just different range of topics that you all share about, um, the advice that you give that is much needed during these times and just um, all of the remarkable work that is happening at Metro Family Magazine. So thank you, thank you um, for all that you do for being such a beacon of light um, to me and other mothers and to families um, in the Metro. Mantra, I'm not supposed to cry until we're at least like two minutes <laughs> into the conversation. You are, you are such an encouragement, and I, I know that's what people are really going to get out of this conversation today, is um, that's, that's who you are. You are an encouragement to other people. Um, I know so many of our followers and listeners are already very familiar with you, Matra, but I want to start by telling everybody a bit more about you. So Matra is Vice President for Institutional Advancement and External Affairs at Historic Langston University. She leads the university's Oklahoma City campus as site administrator and is also executive director of the LU Foundation. She's been appointed to various boards and commissions by governors Stitt and Fallon and OKC Mayor David Holt, including the Oklahoma Office of Juvenile Affairs. She serves on the board of advisors for the Greater Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce and as a board member for Stitch Crew and the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. She in the midst of a pandemic, no less, earned her doctorate of education from Vanderbilt University and was named by the journal record as Oklahoma's 2020 Woman of the Year. She's the mother of three amazing children who were Metro Family Cover Kids in March of 2020. And our listeners may also recognize her from a feature on her husband, U.S. District Judge Bernard Jones, in our 2020 Father's Day issue. And I will add, this is not in Matra's official bio, but um, like I said, you're just one of the most affirming women I know. You are always seeking ways to lift other people up. And one of the things I really appreciate about you is that you're so genuine, not just about the beautiful, wonderful parts of motherhood or being a working mom, but also the challenges that all of this entails. Um, I also love that when we talked about you being named National Mother of the Year, you shared that you were in the car participating in the virtual conference while also being with your family, taking your kids to their activities, which is like the ultimate in multitasking moms. So let's start there. What does it mean to you to be named National Mother of the Year? Wow, Erin. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for such, again, just sharing a little bit about who I am and um, just for your overall sentiments. I, I really do appreciate it and um, have the same admiration 
for you again in, in the work that you do and certainly the mother that you are to your three beautiful children. You know, um, being named National Mother of the Year, well, let's back up because I, I want to give a little bit of um, just background on how everything came to be. I was introduced to American Mothers by the lovely Leela Sullivan probably back around 2010 and um, have been a part of American Mothers and, and their amazing work under, under the leadership of, of President uh, Connell Brannon. And so was introduced years ago. I was actually surprised to find out that one of my friends nominated me. I didn't even know she she nominated me, but nominated me. And um, I got the phone call from um, Sabrina, um, who is uh, on their board of directors. And she called me and I considered a wink, one of, one of the winks from heaven, because it was on my, fa my late father's birthday, December 22nd. I'll never forget it. And she called and she said, you know, I want to let you know that, um, you know, you've been named Oklahoma Mother of the Year um, for 2021. And I, I was just kind of shocked. And it was so special because I was already just, you know, walking through mourning the loss of my father. And um, it was his birthday and just not being able to really celebrate with him. But I was already, already kind of walking through that. And so um, when I got the phone call, I was, I was really shocked and just said, wow, you know, how tremendous and, and how exciting. And me, you know, I am... Um, I don't expect to get recognized for doing what I love to do and for, um, you know, just the work that I do in the community and just, do, you know, being a parent, I love being a mama. It is incredibly difficult. It's hard, um, but it's so rewarding. And so was very excited to be named Oklahoma Mother of the Year. And I think that announcement came out in, in January. In January is when the official announcement came out. And it wasn't only just me, it was honoring mothers across the nation. American Mothers, American Mothers um, Incorporated does such a fabulous job of just being a support system and uplifting you know, mothers and, and providing resources and having conferences and empowering one another um, you know, in ways that we can strengthen our families and you know, just tips and really just being um, a support system for the journey along the way. And so while the announcement was made honoring mothers across the nation, the different for the various states, there is a convention that is held every year in, in Washington. Um, and this year's convention was May 1st and it was held virtually. And the board who is just tremendous, they did such a fabulous job, you know, really uh, pivoting and ensuring that the experience was just as robust and just as dynamic as we were in person. There were breakout rooms and there were um, just, oh my gosh, the speakers that they had and even last year's National Mother of the Year, her story, I mean, mother of six children, she was homeless. Um, she went from being homeless to getting her doctorate and to being an, uh, an author and all six of her children are successful. and. I mean, it just, it was so powerful and so inspiring. And so um, during the conference, um, it was, we woke up that day and it was fast and furious, as you know, and as other moms know, it, it's nonstop when you have little ones and no day, no two days look the same. And that's kind of part of the beauty of the journey. No two days look, look the same, but it's still, again, um, very uh, a great deal of work, but but rewarding. And so we woke up and started the day with um, finishing out the soccer season for uh, two two of the littles. And so um, it was going to to be to, or Brendan's game, going to Kennedy Claire's game, and then Kennedy had ballet. She was preparing for a recital. You know, she cannot miss um, when it's a couple weeks away. She had recital, so it was soccer games, ballet, and so my camera was on and off, on and off. On and off and so I kind of chuckled to myself um, once that happened because um, you know I could see all the other eager moms and everybody because you know you're, you're getting I mean it's a virtual 
uh, event, but everybody's so excited to be there. And you want to see all these moms because you read their bios and they are stellar to say the least. And so, you know, you really want to see everybody and see kind of what's going on with them. And so I felt bad. There was so much guilt, like, oh my gosh, I'm having to turn my camera on and off because I did not want to be a distraction. And so um, the conference had just been going on and on all day. And it was just, it was remarkable. And I was able to tune in. There were times that I, I that I shed tears, you know, um, listening to some of the stories and um, just feeling like a real sense of, man, you know, these women are out here doing, they're, they're doing the hard work, but they're so encouraging. And the, and the ages ranged. I mean, there were people, there were, you know, people that were young, there were people that were middle-aged or people who, you know, were um, seniors and older. And it was just beautiful just to see this beautiful, diverse group of women from across the nation sharing and encouraging each other and uplifting each other. That, it, it, was, it was just beautiful. And we were headed to, uh, to a friend's actually to take the children uh, to a play date. And so all of us were in the car. And the funny thing is I'm sitting here listening and they're announcing the golden rule uh, grant winners uh, from, you know, I think there was three or four moms who received that. And then they're saying, you know, now to the moment and, and uh, Sabrina, she's, she's tremendous. She, the, the uh, one of the board members who kind of helped usher the, the new moms and all the 2021 honorees through the entire process. She said, you know, now it's time to do the, you know, thing that I, you know, it's, it's, the time is here to announce the national mother. And so everybody's just kind of talking and, and we're just, you know, I mean, not talking, but you're know, just kind of sitting around and everybody's eagerly awaiting. And so um, I literally didn't know what to say when my name was called. I mean, I, I think I was kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, really? really, you know, because like I said, the moms are they're, they're incredible, you know, and so when my name was called, I think I kind of, I probably screamed, I, I did, and my kids kind of looked, and I said, oh my gosh, I said, I am in the car, like it, it literally could not have been better planned, <laughs> I'm in the car with the children, with my husband, we're all together, um, any other time, again, as the day is going on, we're moving about, we're dividing and conquering, um, I know what it is that I forgot to mention, Bernard, the oldest, had a game completely across town. So dad was with him. So we were all just split up, you know, doing our thing, but we happened to come together at this moment. We're in the car together. And so I scream, I was like, kids, mom's just been named national of the year. And the, you know, how kids are, they, they, they don't really care what it is. It just, it's, it's what, ah, yeah. they're all like, they don't even know what it, what it means, but they're just cheering and they're happy for me. It was so special. Um, and then, of course, Bernard's driving, so I kind of turned the camera over to him. I was like, hey, you all can see kind of what's going on. And it was classic. It could not have been planned um, any better. But again, just just very honored, very humbled. Um, again, you don't expect to be recognized for doing what you love to do, for doing what you're passionate about, and for being diligent about it. And so I I, I don't hold back when it comes to um, the passion that I have for just volunteerism, for making a difference in the community, for um, doing all those things, and, and for really taking pride in motherhood, um, and, and, and pride in just being a parent, and really trying to um, leave the world a better place. I love that your kids were so excited. They are, they're just ready. Whatever there is to celebrate, those three are, they're in. <laughs> Sign them up. <laughs> okay. 
So what do your duties look like over the next year as National Mother Every Year? And what, how are you most hoping to inspire and uplift other moms over the next year? So here's the good news. The good news is, um, you know, being an ambassador for American Mothers Incorporated, being an ambassador for mothers, there will be speaking engagements. I've already uh, spoken at, at an event. There will be other things that I'll get to participate in. I know that there's going to be a gathering of the Oklahoma mothers. Um, there, you know, that's, that's kind of in the works now. But again, being an ambassador, sharing um, all about American mothers and their mission, as well as um, really paying attention to issues that are pertinent to strengthening motherhood, families, children, so things of that nature. And so I'm, I'm excited. I think I'm excited most because I get to represent mothers from across the nation. And that's just, that, that's, that's very special to me. And I often say um, that given everything that I've kind of had to walk through in my life, um, being able to be recognized for being a mother, something that I, that I pour my, just the very essence of who I am into is, is just very special. I love that. And there is literally no one better for this job. I know you were surprised um, and, and feel very humbled by the honor, but I, I know the people who know you are not surprised in the least for you to have been recognized in this role. And you, you'll do an incredible job this year getting to travel and, and inspire other moms. So when we talk about your career, you and your husband both have really demanding careers. And, and I know that they're specifically important to both of you because they're really based in service and that that's kind of who you both are. Um, and thinking about the past year at Langston, what have you been proudest of in terms of the university's response to the pandemic and how you have continued to serve students and connect to the community at the same time? Yeah, thank you for that question. I've been very proud of, first, you know, I have to, you know, everybody was navigating uh, through the pandemic at the same time. It was unprecedented. It was nothing that any of us had ever, had ever been through or had ever experienced. I think the way um, the university and the leadership um, stepped up and made sure that, the university community was kept safe and was informed and that we were really communicative with our students was is something that I'm so proud of. Um, President Smith, uh, Kent Smith Jr., Dr. S Dr. Smith, he along with um, administration, several administrators created an emergency leadership team and I have to give them kudos for all that they did to really just prepare and keep everyone abreast of everything that was going on. I mean, the university created a microsite wherein there, every single communication that went out was there. There were resources. The university really came together. And that's, it's, it's, it's not enough to say, you know, we're in this work, we're doing it every single day. But when you can come together um, really in a seamless manner and make sure that operations continue to move you know, Dr. Smith, I mean, not a single employee uh, was laid off during that time. We were, 
given affordances that allowed us to um, continue to meet the expectations, but also, you know, tend to other responsibilities that we had. And, and that's one thing that makes Links University so special is it's very family oriented and there's such a great respect for families and for, um, you know, for, for every, for the work that we do. So I was very proud of and proud of the university's response to making sure that our students had what they need. You know, um, we had community partners step up, our alumni, tremendous alumni stepped up and provided very uh, meaningful support when it came to the food pantry, making sure that um, there was volunteer help there, making sure that we received contributions. There was um, a COVID-19 student emergency fund set up. Alumni definitely made sure that they were contributing to that. Same with scholarships. We host a gala every year. And um, last year's gala was virtual. And when I tell you the alumni really came through, it was, it was, it, it really touches my heart. I've been um, in this work for 20 years and seeing everything that I saw transpire with the pandemic and the way that people came together to make sure that needs were met. There's, there aren't words that you can really use to describe that. I also appreciated all of our community partners. Langston is very fortunate to have some corporations that really stepped up, um, as well as community partners that stepped up as well. And that really ensured that our students' needs were met. So we had partners that were local, regionally and nationally that um, said, you know, how can we help get students home? How can we support travel? How can we support students um, that, you know, need to have access uh, to technology as well as food, you know, just basic essentials. There were some that supported our single mother's pantry to ensure that our students were able to get, um, our, our single moms were able to have, you know, formula and diapers and wipes and those things because we are out, you know, in Langston. Um, even though that service is available, that resource is available to students across all three campuses and even our site um, location in Ardmore. But really just seeing the response from um, those that have walked alongside us for years, and even we had some new donors kind of come into the fold, people really wanted to see the institution um, continue to thrive and see our students be successful. And um, we even had a national organization, a local organization create a gap fund and then we had a national organization um, that stepped in as well and helped pay off student balances to get students across the stage and when you embark upon this journey and you do this kind of work when you see that it it just it touches your heart and that's it's why I do what I do but it's also um, just having esteemed colleagues that you're in the trenches with that um, are right there walking alongside you to ensure the work gets done because none of us are ever successful on our own. Um, we have people who are essentially the wind beneath our wings who are helping us along the way. And that's something that I'm most proud of, the university um, administration um, and community really came together. And it was just beautiful to witness. We're still having to navigate. We're not out of the pandemic, you know? Um, so we're still having to navigate and, and do things in a certain manner, but, I'll just tell you that it has been, um, the work is nonstop, but it has been worthwhile 
to know that you're not alone and that you have people walking alongside you to ensure the work gets done. I love that. And you guys have, have made such an impact, not, not just on your students, but the community and your staff too. Um, it's been really beautiful to watch uh, the Langston community pull together and, and create a safe place for everyone. Um, I love that. Um, one of the other things that I want to talk to you about is this notion that I appreciate so much about you that instead of focusing on the elusive work-life balance that none of us are ever going to achieve, right? <laughs> you focus instead more on finding fulfillment in each role in your life. And one of the ways you do that is through your community service. Why is it so important to you to make time for this kind of community service? And what would you say to encourage other moms to find a cause to support or a way to give back that is personal to them? Sure, no, thank you so much. You know, I don't hide the fact that I come from very humble beginnings, very, very humble beginnings. And um, it's something that, I, that I'm very proud of. I think that as a child and even youth and teen who had to overcome so many obstacles and so many challenges, I mean, really too many to name, more than I have fingers and toes to count um, when you look at statistics and probably where I should have wound up. I think that um, looking back in retrospect, I'm very proud of, of all that I've had to overcome and, and the obstacles that did come my way. I didn't understand them at the time, but what I'm most proud of is being able to overcome and be able to give service and give back. And so when you understand all too well the realities that people um, growing up in poverty face, for me, it was a no-brainer. I want so desperately to ensure that other people don't have to necessarily go through the things that I experienced, and if they have to go through them, that they understand that there's a way out and that their demographics don't have to define their destiny. I say that very often because you know, society has all of these expectations and, and things and that I feel are, are uh, placed upon people by no fault of their own. And it just really shouldn't be that way. I think that regardless of, of where you come from, you should, you know, have opportunities. And I have found such fulfillment in the work that I do as well as the service that I give because it's meaningful work. It's again, understanding the realities of what um, being a child in poverty, being a youth, being a teen, being a, a person in poverty looks like. So it's, I wanna do all that I can to make sure that um, those coming after me, those currently going through it, or maybe those who even experienced say, you know what, there are pow there's power in the words of my testimony. I don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed or feel like I have to fit some sort of a mold or that people have to accept me. Um, that's one of the most beautiful things that I think we can accomplish in life is understanding um, that we all have a unique story. We've all gone through trials and tribulations. And while you don't have to go and wave a big banner saying, hey, look at my story, embrace your story. It's yours. It makes you uniquely who you are. And so that has been part of the driving force of why it's so important for me to give back to um, not only in a professional sense, but just civically um, and, and being able to do all I can do to be of service because I, I wanna be an inspiration. I want people to know that they too um, have a chance, that they can make it and that 
they can be successful. You know, my faith is very important to me as well. And I don't, I don't hide that fact that my faith has really guided me. And, and I also appreciate um, the support that my husband has given me, um, that, that my family, you know, my sweet little kids, you know, they, they cheer mama on, but also I am blessed to still have a grandmother um, that is, that is with me. Both my parents are deceased, but um, I appreciate all the sacrifices that she has made. And I, what I would like to hope for to this younger generation is that they spend some time with their elders. It's, it's, it's how I grew up. I grew up around, you know, my grandmother and around my elders and it just taught me such a reverence um, for, and just a respect for people, you know? And um, I think that I would encourage other mothers to plug into what makes you happy, to plug into what you get joy in. You may not be service oriented or, or, or necessarily care to give back, and that's okay too. But find things that you can do that are meaningful to you because you'll never get tired of doing it. You'll never get bored from doing it. And somehow God gives you the strength to continue to power through when you're doing what you love to do. I love that. Uh, I completely agree with you that that's the key is finding the thing that, that drives you um, as a mom, as a woman. Mm-hmm to, you know, that thing that, that you want to give back to, and it doesn't have to be what everybody else does. And, and it so often I think is inspired by our personal story and our backgrounds. Um, that's such great advice, Matra. So this past year has been probably the hardest for me in my journey as a mom. And I know I'm not alone in that sentiment. What have been some of the specific challenges that you have navigated in working, finishing, finishing your degree, making time for your family? And then two, how do you balance both pushing yourself forward to meet those goals that are important to you and knowing when you need to take a step back and rest or care for yourself? I, I think that we had to nav. I mean, everybody... When, when I would look around at just my, my different, my friends or colleagues, we were all, I felt like we were all fighting the same fight and just that commonality and trying to navigate and say, oh my goodness, what is happening and how on earth are we going to make it through? I think I'm an eternal optimist. I, you know, I just am. It's who I am. I mean, the sky could be falling and I would say, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it. Um, I think, you know, just what I've learned over the years is your perspective tells the story. Your perspective tells the story. Your perspective is going to dictate and determine where you go and, and how you get through things. And so for me, it's never really giving up hope or faith and knowing that um, trials and tribulations, they're just a part of life. They come to make us stronger, but you can and will survive. In part, that's been the story of my life. Trials and tribulations. Everything that I have has been hard fought. It really has. I've had to work incredibly hard. And, and I'm proud of that. But I think that the biggest challenge is we're trying to make sure that the children's educational needs and goals were met. I think all of us struggle there. I've always had a respect for the vocation of education and um for teachers because education is something that's near and dear to me and that I've been um, involved in throughout my career as well as on the um, volunteerism side. But I think that we all have such, 
greater admiration for our educators because we were we were forced to provide our our children's education and let me tell you having three children you know i mean the different grades they're in it was a struggle it was a challenge trying to keep everybody on task and turn in assignments and make sure that this person's in this on this zoom call or meeting this person's on their platform at this time like it and then plus keep my own work going because the work that I do, um, it, it, it requires a great attention to detail. I mean, it, it requires just, it's, it's constant. It's constant. And so trying to make sure this, the children's needs were met, not only educational, emotionally, because they don't, you know, yes, children are resilient, but let's be honest, a lot of adults were struggling, still are struggling. And as we were confined to our homes and there was a lot of fear that people felt in panic because you just have the fear of the unknown of, of, of what's of, you know, of the uncertainty that this pandemic brought about and fear of love of, of, you know, nobody wanted to get sick and, you know, have the, the, the things happen as a result of that, of course. And even with our loved ones, check, checking on loved ones, making sure that they were safe. And so it was, there were a lot of stresses and pressures that I believe the pandemic brought about that everybody had to navigate through what I found really helped me is I had to keep a positive mindset, but also surround myself around positive people. Because if you're around people nonstop that are negative down in the dumps, I mean, it's, that's just not going to be very good for your mental and emotional health. It's just not, I found myself surrounding myself around positive with, with, with around positivity. Let me say positivity around positivity, um, educating myself, that's a huge thing. A lot of the fear that people, because you know, now that with this, with, with the, the way that social media is in a sense and the accessibility that's out there on the internet, everybody's doctors, everybody, everybody like starts diagnosing things and starts telling you how it's gonna be. And so I was fortunate to be able to visit with people and ask you know, practitioners in the field questions and have real conversations but I think we have to educate ourselves and and that's what I did a lot of my fears sort of calmed and subsided once I started getting the facts and talking to the people who were in the field not people who were out here on google and doing research and trying to you know just see what's out there no I, I needed the facts and I, so I think that that was one of the ways that helped me kind of say okay we're going to be okay um it, you know, and then of course, being in an, in an institution of higher education, we're all about learning and, you know, pushing our students to learn. But it was also encouraging, I'm going to keep going back to this, it was encouraging to look to my left, look to my right, and I've got the support of the university community as we navigate it through together, that togetherness. Of course, um, you know, I, I feel like people were focused on the negative aspects of the pandemic, but some of the positive themes that emerged is we did get to spend time with our family and it was uninterrupted. We weren't going anywhere. You're gonna be right there at the house looking at each other. So there was a lot of, um, you know, that, that, that time, I call it precious time that we won't get back, but that we got to spend with our families um, you know, and, and so that was, that was special and that also helped. But I think what's key is, is your mindset, keeping a positive mindset and really educating yourself so as to not buy into all the stuff that's out there that 
the myths about different things, educating yourself. And then, you know, I felt like as a mom that I really had to be strong for my children and also for my grandmother and those that I do have in my life that I'm blessed to still have, but just be strong for them. And so that positive mindset, man, it's going to, that it's your attitude is going to determine your altitude. That's, that's, I saw that out there, but, but that's, that's something that is so true. So I think that I had the same challenges as everyone else did. It was just navigating through it. And there wasn't, there's not a magic pill or a magic answer. It's a litany of things and a culmination and combination of things. Um, I think whenever it kind of got a little heavy, it's stealing away and having that time for yourself. And I get, you know, I hear some people kind of speak negatively about self-care and it's no self-care is very necessary and is, is something that I don't think we as women practice enough. We always get, uh, feel guilty or get caught up in this guilt mindset that, oh my goodness, you know, I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm taking a, a break. I'm, I'm walking away. I'm taking some time for me. And it's like, oh, but I can't do that. But no, but you can, and you should. And so that's something that I even had to learn to do that. It was like, if, if I'm not any good for my children, then I can't go and be of service anywhere else. And so I think giving yourself permission to indulge, you know, indulge in self-care, whatever that means to you, everybody's, you know, self-care regimen or routine or, or, or ideas, they're different and it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to try to compete or keep up or, or, you know, do any of that stuff, but do what makes sense for you. So those are some of the things, you know, being, trying to stay as positive as you can, educating yourself, definitely taking time for self-care. Um, and then of course, cherishing the moments and the time that you, that we had that we will never get back. As you were talking through those examples, I'm just sitting here thinking, what a beautiful example for your kids to see all of that, to, to know that their emotional health is valued, to learn that self-care is important, to learn the importance of having a positive mindset and surrounding themselves with positivity. And then that educational piece about looking for the facts. Um, they learned a lot from you through this experience, you know, whether we see that now or whether we see that when our kids are adults, those are really good reminders for me and for all of us that we did do some really great things through a really hard time. Yeah. And our kids, um, you know, there were struggles certainly for them. There still are, but they're learning from us and, and there's good that they're, they're learning through all of this too. Precisely. So you talked a little bit about learning to kind of pull back and take some time for yourself. What's been the most important lesson you feel like you've learned about yourself over the last year? You know, Wow. Um, I've learned a lot. And I think that life is ever evolving. It's, it's a beautiful journey. I, um, I learned that it's okay to um, express your feelings and talk through things that bother you. I mean, yes, I can be all those things, but I'm human, just like everyone else. And so I have real emotions and, you know, we, we all go through things as mothers, as community leaders, as just, just across the board. But what I, what I've started doing more of is, um, and, and something that I really learned that I needed 
was I started really taking time to um, be intentional with my loved ones. I think that we get so busy with life and the pandemic really forced us to slow down, but I made it my business to say, you know what, I'm kind of with, with my brothers and with my grandmother and just cousins and relatives that really I had lost touch with. One thing that I learned about myself is um, as we go and as we grow and as we evolve and, and gosh, just the busyness of life, that it is important to tell people the impact that they had in your life. I really started becoming more comfortable this past year in sharing my story. And it is a, it's a heart-wrenching one, but it's a beautiful journey because I survived and I'm here. And clearly my life has, has a purpose. So it was, um, I think what really, what this pandemic did for me, and I can speak and, and say another, another positive outcome was forcing me just to be very introspective and um, think about the things that I've gone through and, and think about the journey. I've, I came to terms with the journey a long time ago, but now I'm more comfortable sharing about the journey. And um, I also will say that uh, connecting with family and friends and even um, people that have had some sort of an impact in my life has been very fulfilling in and of itself because I will always say that we're not successful on our own. Um, you have people who have supported you along the way, people who have given you so much grace along the way, people who have um, offered a helping hand or whatever it is, they were cheering you on. And I was kind of forced to go back and look at that and start to be more intentional in my outreach to those people to let them know that a they that I thank them or b that um you know I'm proud that they're in my life and so that's something that I've really learned about myself is that not only did I want to do it I needed to do it I wanted to do it it was kind of like coming full circle and I think that you have to, I think it's important to acknowledge the role that people have played in your life and do it while they're still here. Um, and it doesn't have to be some big grandiose, you know, act, but our words matter. And so it was, this year has been quite a journey, but I would say just doing a lot of um, introspection and, and thinking about um, the roads that I've traveled over and how grateful I am for the journey, even though it was hard going through it. Um, connecting with people that need to know that they matter in my life and, and being intentional about letting them know that. So those are some of the key lessons and things that I've learned and then just some of the actions that I put behind that. I love that. There are definitely things that we have all had to learn over the last year that are going to be important for us to take forward with us. And I love what you said about being intentional with people in your life. And that is something to me that is like the essence of who you are. You are very intentional with people around you. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's part of how you affirm and encourage those people around you. Um, 
So I know you've obviously received a lot of incredible honors, awards, you've earned really meaningful degrees and appointments, but I also know that your favorite role is being a mom and being a wife. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I totally feel the same, but I also know it's really easy to get overwhelmed, even to start feeling resentful of the mundane, everyday stuff we have to do as a mom or as a wife. And those feelings are very real, they're justified, but how, how do we find ourselves in the midst of that? How do we recenter ourselves to find contentment, joy, laughter amidst all the everyday stuff, the cooking, the laundry, the chauffeuring? How, how do you do that in your life? You know, uh, my faith guides me. When you have the kind of background that I have to be alive another day, and to be in my right mind, you count it all joy. And so because my perspective and my lens looks different from a lot of people, um, I don't approach things with a sense of entitlement. I approach them as it's an honor and a privilege. And I am very blessed to have what I have and to have experienced what I've experienced, the good and the bad. And the degrees, the appointments, the, the community service things, they're all, it's, it's just a blessing to be able to um, have those opportunities. I don't take anything for granted. Um, and that, I will say, is a direct result of my upbringing and the things that I've had to witness and see and um, walk through at such a young age. So for me, yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm worn out. I'm just like anyone else. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not superwoman. Um, I'm, I'm just like any other mama out there who wants to leave a legacy, who wants the best for her children, who wants life to look very different, not only for my kids, but for this world. I want to leave a mark uh, in this world. I, I want this world to be better. And I feel like, yes, my contribution may be very small, but if one person is impacted and one person um, believes that they can achieve whatever it is they want to achieve, then everything that I've done has not been in vain. You know, I want my babies to be responsible citizens. I want them to be very proud um, of their parents and, and proud of the work that they do. And so I want to be able to give them opportunities and expose them to things. And that's what, that's what every mother wants. I'd be hard pressed to think that no mother um, on this earth does not want the very best for her children, regardless of her circumstances or her situation. And so for me, being guided by my faith and, and thanking God for everything. I just count every single thing. I mean, you, you have to count it all joy. You have to walk through it. And I don't necessarily think about the being overwhelmed. I think about pushing through. My grandmother is a huge inspiration for me because she's still here. She's raised generations. <laughs> you know, she has, starting with her own siblings, you know, helping to raise them and growing up on a farm and just working incredibly hard and then raising her children and her children's children, even helping out with her great, you know, grandchildren. I mean, it's in great, great grandchildren. It's when you see someone, um, when you've seen them give so much service and give so much of themselves, like my grandmother has, I mean, how can one not be inspired? And she doesn't complain. She doesn't complain. I mean, she still drives. She's still independent. <laughs> She's still, you know, um, pressing ahead and just smiling and setting an example and just that strength and that wisdom 
and that encouragement and that perseverance and that endurance and just being a testament of, man, this is a beautiful, strong-willed woman who is continuing to just press forward. How can one not be encouraged by that? So that's kind of, you know, when you see that, I don't know how you can't, you know, go about your day and say, let me just push through, let me power through, you know, I'm not going to complain, I'm going to keep moving forward. And that's really, I don't, I don't focus so much on the tasks or the things, it's this needs to be done. And that's really our household. My husband's the same way, Bernard. Um, this needs to be done. You know, the, in the Jones household, we got we to gotta get this done. This, you know, let, let's get the work done. Let's get the work done. And so um, we're, we're, I would say that we're all each other's accountability partners in the Jones household. Because, you know, the kids will call you out in a New York minute. <laughs> They'll call you out in a New York minute. Yeah, they will. Anytime, any place. <laughs> That's such good perspective, Matra, and it's so that's so inspiring. And I think it's so helpful to me. I'm sure it's going to be helpful to our listeners too to really think through those things that we get to do. Getting to be a mom is a blessing, and when we approach it from that mindset, it can change everything. and And that doesn't mean that there aren't times that are hard, and that doesn't mean that we can't have those feelings and that those feelings aren't justified um, for us. But when we can recenter and focus on the joys and the blessings, it makes a huge difference. So what's, as we wrap up, what is the most important message of encouragement or empowerment that you want to leave with all the mama listeners today? Just know that um, you can do it you you can persevere life is ever changing ever evolving and goodness um it the going gets tough a lot often but just be encouraged be encouraged to know that you are enough um everything that you've gone through has brought you to whatever point it is you you're at in life and i would i would say that um when your perspective is that it is a blessing to be given the opportunities we have, then I think that that kind of helps you focus on powering through even the, the tough days. Um, but just be encouraged, be, know that you're enough. Um, we, we're not, we're not, we don't get caught up in comparing yourself to other people and what they have and who they are. Focus on the gifts that you, that God has given you. And um, I think when you focus on those things and you focus on making a difference and being of service that everything else falls in place. I mean, it's been the, really the story of my life. Um, the days weren't easy at all. Oh my gosh, too many um, to talk about. You know, I was that kid. I was made fun of. Um, everybody's small town. You know, come on. You, you know how how things happen, especially and when you are that child that is in poverty and there's countless of other issues that people know about. And so I was that kid, but those days weren't fun, but I never let that be a deterrent. Um, it, those things did not break my spirit. It kept me kind of pushing toward the goal and pushing toward um, the joy that I believe God gave me that's in me. And so it was, I knew that I wanted to make a difference. I knew that I wanted to do to, you know, I aspire to do so much. And so it's kind of like, <laughs> I would encourage mothers, women, 
you know, um, be comfortable in your skin and don't try to um, make yourself uh, fit into, into someone else's calling or what someone else is meant to do. Focus on your gifts, on your strengths, um, be the best that you can be. And if you need, you know, um, a mentor or, you know, some of these strong women out there to, you know, to help guide you and give you that advice, then do it. Align yourself with some of those women. There's nothing wrong with that. I've done it. And I've had people in my life that have really encouraged me and pushed me along the way. But you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. You just have to be steadfast and you have to put one foot in front of the other. And you don't have to have it all figured out in this moment. Um, that's another thing. You don't have to have it all figured out. Everything will work itself out. It always does. So. I needed this message so much today. Uh, thank you so much. I, I'm sure there are other people that need to hear this too, but I'm just going to selfishly <laughs> say this is like exactly what I needed to hear right now, Matra. Thank you so much for the gift of your words, um, all the ways that you uplift, affirm, and encourage the people around you, me included. Thank you for doing this today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. And I hope that um, I can inspire someone. You absolutely do every day. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.